Hi, and welcome back to MFR, A New Perspective on Healing. I'm Liana, owner and lead therapist of BodyFirstMFR.com, an online myofascial release treatment center specializing in physical and emotional healing, trauma healing, and rehabilitation for those in the U.S. and abroad. In today's episode, we're going to continue our discussion of pandemic trauma survival strategies. Let me start out by saying, I know this is a difficult topic, but I truly believe there is significant healing potential in every trauma, even this one. The pandemic is a long-term, large-scale trauma that affects every single one of us, whether it's the stress, the isolation, the illness itself, the loss of loved ones, or the changes to our way of life. We're all experiencing this trauma together. One thing I know for certain is that there are aspects of life that are completely out of our control. But I also know that by doing the work of healing trauma, the same thing that once crushed you to bits can lift you higher than you ever thought possible if you let it, if you do the healing work. Of course, this does mean facing tough feelings and tough aspects of life that most people will do almost anything to avoid. But if you could believe that the purpose of life is to learn and grow and evolve as a soul, then you can understand that facing the tough stuff fuels that inner growth and evolution. Within every trauma is the potential for incredible healing, far beyond even just getting better, although getting better is a truly wonderful step in the healing process. There is a point in any major trauma when we can no longer hold on to our denial. It crumbles away and we find ourselves face to face with our greatest fears. It's just the nature of the beast that is trauma to eventually strip us of the false hopes we cling to and force us to look squarely at just how much life is outside our control and feel how terrifying that is. It makes us face our own mortality and feel the intense pain of loss. But if we can feel through the fear and the sadness and the utter chaos of trauma, we may glimpse the truth of how precious life really is, how fragile and gorgeous it is that we all got to wake up this morning on this amazing planet and have this day together, no matter how we judge it. The agony and the ecstasy of this life cannot be avoided, but instead feels at times like it has swallowed us whole and we have no choice but to hold on for dear life as we're swung and thrashed around by the chaos of love and loss, by acts of humans and acts of nature that change our lives. The more that we can roll with the punches, enjoy the highs, and gracefully recover from the lows, the more we can learn and grow even during traumatic times like we're in right now. I like a surfing metaphor that some waves of life are going to be incredible and feel like a perfect 10 ride. And some waves will crash you to the bottom and scrape you up good and maybe even test your limits for pain. But in this sport of life, sitting out is not an option. The waves keep coming. How you react, how buoyant you are, is sometimes all you can control. Many years ago, I was in an accident where I sustained a spinal injury. 
I wanted so badly for the rest of the world to just pause so I could catch up again. It was so hard to admit that my whole world had changed. Who wants to learn how to walk properly all over again at 25 years old? And I had always prided myself on being independent. It meant so much to me. Lifting my own furniture and boxes when I moved, and not shying away from the heavy stuff, but finding a way to move it myself. Suddenly, in the blink of an eye, that was all gone. But unable to accept the way my life had changed, I continued to move my furniture and lift heavy things, injuring myself over and over again, and risking major, past-the-point-of-no-return kind of injury. All because I couldn't yet admit that my abilities had changed and my old way of life was gone. The truth is, it's humbling to realize and admit that we are mortal. And while that can be sad and terrifying, I think, again, it can help us realize that life is a gift. Every time I feel how changeable, how fragile life is, it feels even more sacred. And the love I have for my family and friends and the whole experience of life feels even stronger. It can be so scary to love yourself, for example, when you're not sure that you're okay. But that's when self-love is needed the most. Not conditional love that says, I'll love you when you're healthy, or when you're taller, when you're prettier, when you're slimmer, when you're more successful. Unconditional love for yourself, exactly as you are right now. Whether you feel perfect or like a big mess. Loving ourselves as the perfect messes we all are, or loving your family as the perfect mess they are, is real love. And real love is transformational. Dare to love yourself with no conditions. I believe that all trauma has a purpose. And if we look for this purpose within ourselves, we allow the trauma to fuel our healing and growth. As I've said, this pandemic is a trauma. And as awful and painful as it is, we can futilely attempt to deny it, or we can use it to guide us down our healing paths. Denying there's anything serious going on right now as a pandemic rages around the world not only puts the deniers, all their contacts, and hard-working healthcare workers in danger, but on a more internal front, it creates a schism within. There is a part of even the biggest pandemic denier that knows the denial is a lie that they're clinging to because they're scared to face the truth that we're in the middle of a deadly plague. Lying to oneself will make it harder and harder to hear one's own insights and instincts, which are our inner guidance systems, without which we would be lost. There are no accidents and no coincidences. I truly believe everything, even this, has a purpose. Reflecting on that purpose for you personally and for the world as a whole would be a way to ride this wave. The pandemic, like winter, nudges us to stay home and turn inward more, to feel the sadness, the fear, the pain of loss, 
to feel for who we are within when we stop looking outside of us for validation, to go into the quiet and feel what is there for you. We have to slow down and feel the tough emotions to get through the agony to the ecstasy that lies beneath it. It is tragic how many human lives have been and will be lost, and how many people will suffer with the after-effects of the pandemic trauma for many years to come. We can do our part to save as many lives as we can by putting down our denial, however tempting it is, putting on our masks in public places, and staying home whenever possible, making a statement of love to your friends and family members and declining to gather for the holidays because you love them and want them to be healthy. It's been proven that asymptomatic COVID cases spread the most virus, meaning they are even more contagious than those with noticeable COVID symptoms. You may need to be the voice of love and reason this year who says, let's all stay home and safe this year so we can stay healthy and celebrate together for many years to come. I always tell the MFR therapists who mentor with me that being a good MFR therapist means being willing to be the bad guy to help people heal. Take the role of family healer this year and speak up, even though it may be unpopular. You may save the life of someone you love by suggesting video chatting or phone calls instead of in-person holiday gatherings. Dare to speak up and use your voice. Others may feel the same, that it's unsafe right now to gather with those outside your household, but they may not be brave enough to speak out yet. You also may find, if you take the time to follow what the pandemic is trying to do, namely separate us, that we are much more connected than we realize. If you sit quietly and tune into your body, and then reach out energetically to everyone you love, you may be able to feel how connected we all are. We are like the cells of a giant body, all unique, all connected, and all one. I also believe we have much greater abilities than we realize to communicate with each other without speaking or texting, to connect with each other without being in the same place and to heal each other without even touching. Our gifts, individual and collective, are much greater than we realize, and there's so much more to life available beyond our daily mundane tasks. A shift in perspective, turning inward for answers instead of looking outward, it takes practice, but it makes life so much richer. I think a trauma is something that happens to us that has unintended consequences. It typically also has a large emotional component that can occur at the moment of trauma or later on as we feel the full ramifications the traumatic event has truly had on our lives. Certainly with this trauma, there is so much to mourn. First and foremost, the loss of so many loved ones. And for many COVID survivors, the loss of their health. And for everyone, the loss of the way life used to be. It's important for us all to mourn our losses due to this pandemic. It's important to grieve and allow ourselves to feel all the emotions that come up 
when we sit quietly and feel the pain. Please do not believe the societal lies we tell that having emotions makes you weak. That is crap. Having emotions makes you human. And daring to feel your emotions in a healthy way is a sign of incredible strength. It takes true courage to purposefully quiet down and still yourself and allow yourself to just be present with your emotions and give them the time and space to move through you and be felt in a healthy way. That takes true courage. Not to avoid your feelings with distractions like drugs, food, alcohol, or workaholism, and not to deny your emotions until they erupt out of you inappropriately at strangers and loved ones, but instead to take responsibility for your emotional health and turn inward to feel your feelings and stay with it even when it gets scary, like when fear comes up. It takes a lot of strength and awareness to stay present and quiet and just let terror shake through your body. Your mind will try to pin everything that comes up on something that's going on in the present, even if the fear you're feeling is decades old. That's what your ego does. It has to try to pin a reason on why you feel the way you feel every moment. And usually it will try to trick you and it will often win. The ego is the keeper of the status quo. So if fear from trauma comes up, the ego will distract you with something to get you up and distracted from feeling. An email you need to send, some work to finish, or a dicey conversation with a colleague to worry about. It will pin how you feel on something going on in the daily tasks of your life, even if that's not the true source of the feeling. And it will draw you away from the type of feeling that would be healing. Because that keeper of the status quo part of you knows that healing is messy. And if you truly go into deep healing and feeling, the status quo will be lost for a while. Eventually, a new and improved status quo will emerge, but it's difficult to allow ourselves to go into the unknown chaos of feeling and be willing to feel and realize painful things we usually put a lot of energy into avoiding. It takes a huge amount of awareness and courage to notice when those distractions that would pull us away from feeling and healing come up and not take the bait, but instead stay present and feel what needs to be felt no matter how difficult and messy it feels. Be it fear, sadness, guilt, anger, whatever it is. Giving yourself permission to really feel and then taking the time and energy to actually do it is one of the most profound and powerful tools there is for trauma healing. So take some time for yourself. It's important. Find a place you can be alone, maybe your bedroom, and close the door with your family, your kids, and your pets all out of the room and give yourself permission to feel whatever you need to feel. If you need to cry, let yourself cry for as long as you need to. If you need to scream into a pillow or kick and punch the bed to get the anger out, then do it until you feel done. If you need to sit and feel the fear 
and stay present while your heart pounds and your body sweats or shakes, then do it. Or whatever feelings come up for you, let them have their time in the sunshine of your full attention and give them a voice and a healthy action and pathway out of you. Then feel what it feels like once you've cleared some of your emotional clutter. It often feels calmer or more peaceful and easier to feel and hear some of your deeper truths. All your emotions are valid. They are part of your strength, but they must move through you or they will rob you of strength because it takes so much energy to hold them in. What I know for sure about trauma healing is that it takes tenacity and optimism. There will be dark moments to face and unchangeable things to reconcile and make your peace with. But if you keep working at your healing and feeling, and you keep hopeful that better days are ahead, you will get there. Be strong and reach out for help when you need it. I wish you all a safe and healthy holiday season. Please follow your inner guidance and advocate for health for yourself and your loved ones. If you have questions or you'd like my help with your physical or emotional healing, with reconnecting to your instincts or finding your feelings, you can schedule virtual appointments or ask questions at bodyfirstmfr.com or by emailing me at info at bodyfirstmfr.com. And as always, happy healing, my friends.